everyone, and welcome to episode 174 of Fans of Power. I'm Joe Amato, and I'm here with my partner in crime, Tyler T-Rex Baker. And Nathan is here, not for the whole show, but he's here for a bit. So how are you doing, Nathan, too? Fam. He's there. He's here in spirit, I guess. But how's it yeah, going, T-Rex? Yeah, I'm, I'm here. I'm here. I, the, the audio started going, and I had to mute that. Go ahead, Tyler. I'm all right. I'm all right. I'm, I'm hoping I'm not going to be a sludge. And uh, not dragging. I was telling them before, like, I'm just kind of dragging emotionally and mentally. Not from anything you guys might be thinking of. It's just you just kind of felt deflated. You're grad- it's gradually moving on you. I kind of figured as much, damn it. There we go. That's usually right. that's usually my part of the game right there is where the camera. I'm sure it's going to fall at some point or it's going to shift. But um, <laughs> I'm sure it'll probably happen we... again here. So just let me know because sometimes I don't catch it till it's too late. And then I pull in a motto. <laughs> Oh, shit. <laughs> right. But before we get into some of the stuff, first, let me say hello to the people that are here in the chat room. Your favorite blockhead, Zentron, Delva78, Motu fan number one. Uh, I did say Zentron already. See how quick that's how bad my mind is. Uh, Descendants of Grayskull is joining us. Uh, Febbon is here. Um, Zen Brown. And uh, Grimbot is here as well. And Max Works. Hey, Max Works. How you doing? So he's joining us. Tags Media Animation. And I think I got everybody. If I miss somebody, I apologize. But, um, well, we got, like I said, we got a couple topics, uh, you know, comparing some of the mini comic to a cartoon stuff, but not not like a rant. Yeah, it's a rant. I'm going to do a rant. Yeah, but yeah, first, yeah. It, I, me, before you get going, I don't want you to start putting up caution signs in front of your conversation here, okay? Well, well, you, you speak from the heart. And, we're, and this is not going to be edited or apologize. You just say what you need to say. Well, here's unleash hell. Here comes right? a rant. Yeah, because you know what's funny is first it used to for me it was like pet peeves. I had some of the silliest what you'd call pet peeves. But okay, this first let me just say like when I first started off in the world of He-Man and when I got online, I'd see stuff like Castle Grayskull, Grayskull spelled with an E, but I understood that in many comics, even in the Filmation cartoon at times it was E, but I was like, God damn it, it's an A. It's an A, so it drove me nuts. But that's not what I'm getting to. I'm getting to, um, as you know, I embrace and love everything about Masters of the Universe. People have started, of course, tagging me on Facebook, and it's even became an algorithm, believe it or not, where people will post a picture and it automatically tags Joe Amato. And sometimes it's real cool international stuff, whether it's merchandise or a piece of art and things. And I always tell everybody, hey, that's cool. No problem. And sometimes they're not even on my friends list. They just know me and somehow it still tags me. But I'll let you know of three things that I never want to be tagged in. So like I said, I enjoy it all and I appreciate what people do. But these three things I never want to be tagged in because they drive me insane. First is that stupid ass picture of Fisto saying I tried to fist them all, He-Man, or I, I couldn't fist them all, or some bullshit to where it's they're taking that beautiful mini-comic, Clash of Arms, that we love, that Larry Houston illustrated, to where you know he's talking about fighting them all, and you know, he couldn't fight them all or whatever. He fought real hard. And people have started thinking that, I guess it's funny. I just don't like it because it does that thing where it paints a picture of Masters of the Universe where people like to mock it, and it's just you know silly, and look at this. But some people actually didn't know, and they tagged me and said, Joe, did he really say that in the mini comic? I'm like, no, and I showed the real piece. But then there's others that just love it, and if they love it, fine. But I don't. I'm just saying, I hate that thing. I just are I you never still want to getting tagged. Because ta- we discussed that a while back. You, you still getting tagged in that? Yes, I still get tagged. And would you believe it's still making the rounds? That damn picture is still making the rounds. Like if it hits some kind of pop culture page, 
It's new to everybody else. And bam, it starts getting shared and it just starts hitting everywhere. And for me, it's just, it's kind of juvenile and silly. I just don't like it. I, I find no humor in that piece at all. But that's the one thing. If you're to tag me, don't tag me in that. Oh, all right. So. Let me piggyback, piggyback on what Joe just said. If you hear this and you have tagged Joe in this or you plan to or you come across and you buy that, I want you to know that you're a cap dipshit. You know, that you're an absolute moron. And I'm not going to apologize. I don't care who takes offense to that. It's silly and dumb as shit for any adult to think that, you know, some jerk off who gets off on making homoerotic humor with He Man, which I'm sick and tired of that label that gets attached to He Man all the time, but throws it out there. And these idiots had the nerve, actually believed it was real and wanted to contact Joe about it. I just feel like, God, I mean, you guys are just the biggest. I mean, get your head out of your asses, you damn simpletons. You know? And I'm not going to apologize for that. So if there is somebody that's like, I'm really offended because it genuinely didn't know. I don't give a shit if you didn't know, you moron. <laughs> well, there you go from Tyler. But no, see, that's what I mean. You guys, like I said, I always appreciate everything you tag me in. But when I'm letting you now know things I don't want to, it's just three main things. That's one of them. So just I never want to see that, too. We know that the Masters of the Universe movie, whenever it happens, let's, let's, God forbid, if it happens, the day I'll believe it is when I see the trailer of it. Principal so Photography, then, July. It has been almost 18 years. That's why I'm letting you know. This is, like I said, it's not me yelling at anybody. I'm just letting you know, for if you ever want to tag me and stuff in the future, first, not the fisto. Second, don't ever tag me and say, Joe, the movie's coming out. It's been 18 years of this damn thing happening, and I have been tagged so many times in so many different scripts and writers, producers, directors, studios. Until there's a trailer, just please don't tag me. If there is a trailer, tag the hell out of me when you see a trailer. Lastly, every week, Tal and I come here to do a podcast trying to share as much information from the mini comics to the cartoon to the movie to the toys, merchandise, everything you can think of. And we're not saying we are the most amazing experts of masters but when it comes to two people that i guess you could say maybe have a great wealth of knowledge between the both of us because there's things tyler that he has very great expertise in and as well as i do but between us both we have a fountain of knowledge so you don't have to tag me when there's somebody that has let's say 20 to 100 000, close to a million subscribers on youtube that's just people that we like pop culture. And, oh, what am I going to do this week? Let me focus on a character from He-Man, somebody from the past, somebody that, hey, did you know this, 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 and this about them? These are people that are doing Google searches, making a quick video, and then coming off looking like they're the experts in the epitome of masters when these are people that cover everything from pop culture that you can imagine. And this week, what's their choice? They're going to choose something from He-Man. And half the time, their information is wrong because they're just Google researching. Unlike Tyler and I and all of you that listen with us, you, we've absorbed this information. We lived it. We love it. It's, it's our passion. It's not their passion. It's their random thing that they want to Google search, make a video, and they're an expert. And then I'll get tagged. Hey, Joe, did you know these are 10 facts about He-Man? Hey, did you know this about Hero or Skeleton or Eldor? It's like, Yes, Tyler and I know that, and we probably know more of that. So we do this podcast so you don't ever have to tag me in any podcast of somebody saying, look at these 10 facts of He-Man, or look at this background of a character. Believe me, I think 
Tyler and I know as long as as well as every one of you in the this chat room and listening on whatever media, I'm sure you know a hundred times more than these people. But I'll pass it to you, Tyler. But those are just my three pet peeves of you don't have to tag me on those. Tag me and everything else, but not those three things. I feel like since you had the three, uh, Tyler, I don't know about you, but I was thinking about the uh, countdown on Botchamania with Hogan. Number one. Yeah. 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 Number two. Number three. <laughs> Botchamania fans will know what we're talking about. Anybody else? Well, well who is this, uh, this YouTube chick? That- I don't even know her name. I don't know her name. I just know that there was not only just uh, just this one girl, but there's been guys that's done as well. There's other people that like doing 10 facts you didn't know about He-Man, 10 facts you didn't know about the cartoon, 10 facts about it's God. And, and half the time, and I'm sure Grimbot can attest to this. He's seen it too. It's just quick Google research and stuff. It's nothing. It's They still don't have the facts right. And that's what drives me nuts. And, that's all, and sometimes when they tag me, I always ask them like, do you know that I do a podcast? And some of them said, no, I didn't know that. I was like, here you go. And some say, yeah. I'm thinking, well, God, if you want to do the podcast, I'm sure you should know. I'm sure I know these these little facts. And that is not being arrogant. Every one of you guys here listening live and later, you guys know it too. So it's just, I don't know. I just, I don't know why it gets to me, but those are the three things that drive me nuts for tagging. And I've been tagged in hundreds of other things. I don't care. Just like, you know. Are you sure you really don't want to narrow down that list? Because I've seen some of the stuff you get tagged in and I'm like, Joe, you can't possibly. Why the hell does someone tag you? And I bought a new doorknob today and I customized it. I better tag Joe in it. Well, well, unfortunately, I get a kick. You really want to encourage that kind of behavior, you know? Well, sick enough. I I do enjoy a lot of the international merchandise. I mean, no, that's not sick enough. I do enjoy merchandise, but sometimes I always I like seeing what people you know customize because I do customization. So I appreciate and I respect that. So when they want to say, Joe, check out a figure I made or check out a weird hybrid, I I enjoy that. I know slapped it on a you know a beat up He Man figure. I want three hundred dollars for it. You think I get three hundred dollars for it, Joe? No, that I don't mind, but those three things drive me nuts, and I don't know how how much you get tagged. Excuse me, Tyler, but I, I didn't know if those are things that you've gotten tagged in before when you see them, what you think of them. But I just had oh, and first, hello, Jeff Prime. But go ahead, Tyler. Uh, fortunately, I don't get tagged as much stupid shit as you do. Um, <laughs> but I, I mean, and I, I'm going to speak from the heart here. You know, I, the the stuff that I talk about on this podcast, I spent years of my life in my in my personal time researching for the fun of it researching because i was hungry and wanted to know more about the cartoons the 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 history of the toys uh the voice acting the comic books who worked on this what artists worked on that because i i just wanted to know for my own personal benefit being able to share it on a podcast was something i just all it was a pipe dream essentially so you know you know i do find it a bit insulting when people want to send you or tag you, or when I just see a top 10 bullshit list. Uh, oh, sci-fi wires. Top 10 facts about the live-action movie. Oh, look. Another asshole. Here are here are the reasons why the live-action movie bombed, and the reasons why it almost bankrupted a company. Or, oh, look. Here's a top 10 facts you didn't know uh, about the about the, uh, the, the Formation animated series. And, you know... Or these other videos that are just popping up with some guy who just happens to have a, a budget around him sitting in front of a camera with some toys behind him. And somehow he's a, you know, he's a damn expert on the humble beginnings of the line and how it got to this point and what destroyed the line. And like, dude, all you did 
should probably pick up a damn magazine. Look at what figures came out in 1984 and just take, you know, camera shots of all the figures. Make it look great because you have a good video edit, video editor or something like that. And somehow people just they just, oh, wow, he's talking about the toys that came out in 1984. How did he do it, man? I mean, I just I remember that toy. I, I wish I knew more, but obviously this guy knows everything because look at the production value. You know, I'm sure people may have come across this podcast and saw that. Oh, look how low budget this is. It's just three guys doing it in the comfort of their own home. They're not in the studio. They don't have the best sound quality. One guy's wearing a mask. One guy thinks he's big, tough shit. The other guy just drinks all the time or something like that. You know, <laughs> you know I don't know what people have thought about this podcast that have, you know, may have seen it and just, eh, th- this doesn't look polished. The drunk, the buff, and the mask. Yeah. yeah. You know, so I, I don't know, but, you know, and I know some people will just try to do the bare minimum think, you know, I, I'm a star because I'm, I'm doing a review of this book here, people, and I don't really don't know much about it. I didn't bother to read it here, but that's not what it's about here. It's about, I had this book. It's a He-Man book and, and watch, subscribe to me just talking about, I have a book in front of me and it's from He-Man it's from the eighties and it's cool and. So what I'm trying to say is I take it as an insult when people want to tag us and stuff that like, dude, any, anything that just pops up in your Facebook feed took no effort to put together. These top tens or, or some dipshit who wants to make fun of He-Man characters and some homo rotting say that He-Man's gay or fistos, fisting assholes and all this other stuff. You're not cute, you're not funny, and you're not clever, all right? And tagging Joe or me or Nathan, all three of us in it, I don't want to. I don't want to. You know, get, I'm, I'm not thinking a notification from Kevin or Axel or Joe or Nathan or Spike or somebody or Danielle Val. Somebody is contacting me about something. I, no, you just got tagged in some you know dipshit you know idiotic article that someone found on social media or something like that. You know, there are people that clearly know more than us about a lot of this stuff. You know, I put John Atkin, who's the the top top source of info on the live action movie, James Z Talk. Uh, on on the animated show, Danielle and Val, and the list goes on. Uh, like a, a a choice group of people that I'm like, they know more than I do, you know. And um, but I like to think I know a whole hell of a lot. So for people to think that they're doing doing us a favor by tagging us in something like, dude, any jerk off could could look this up and find it. It's like we do this podcast to let you guys know there's more than just the basics, the bare minimums, which is what you find on social media, which is what you find on YouTube. You know, these guys, they make they get popular for just stealing other people's info and just reading off a cue card of trivia facts, uh, things you don't know about Fisto. And they'll just give you a list of things from a mini comic he was in or what episodes he was in or some bullshit there that, you know, Fisto was close to being the live action movie. And Sam Mellett was going to play him, but I really based that on fact on absolutely nothing, you know, and just yeah. kind of try, trying to pass off anything. And it's just, there's a no, lot it's like of like one of the videos. Out. No, I mean, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I was going to say like one of them, for an example, when they were talking about some of these, you know, things that He-Man has done and they showed things from the cartoon to some of the comics. And this person, because they're grabbing random images or white, you know, what might be popping up, you know, hot on Google or wherever, actually took from Grimbot from the upcoming The Return of Faker, showing Faker and He-Man, his Faker and He-Man going at it. 
They use it as one of the screen caps in their YouTube video. It's like, but they never mentioned this is an upcoming fan cartoon or nothing. They're just taking, hey, these are great images of He-Man and don't even know what they're talking about when they show it. So they made, made no reference about this is an amazing upcoming fan cartoon. They're just grabbing stills and just doing a collage and plopping them together. So that's what I mean. It's just it's just something that sometimes annoys me. Annoying, especially is the heart and love that we try to put in this podcast of trying to share as much information with everybody as possible and while having obviously a good time and hopefully them telling us stuff as well and teaching us possibly in the chat room. That's what it's all about. So all this love and just the thought of just because somebody has became a big YouTube sensation by doing pop culture videos and sharing in every form of media possible that they chose something that we love and they're getting all these views and looked at as being experts when it's Google searching. It's like, I don't know. And I think that's when I felt like how you were just at that, you know, some weeks ago when you had your burnout and you were just like, damn, you know, it's like we're doing this and it seems like we're barely reaching, you know, not reaching as many people as we'd like to. And when I seen some of this stuff happening just about a week ago when I was getting tagged, I was like, I almost had that slight burnout feeling you had. because I was like, damn, you know, it's like they're getting like, you know, 100,000 to a million views. And and don't get me wrong, because I love and appreciate everybody that listens and watches us live. This means a lot. You guys are like, you know, close knit. We're a close knit community. But sometimes I think, damn, it would be nice to reach more people. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Those, so when you guys things. are watching these videos and tagging Joe in it or something, you're supporting these idiots to say, you know, say, and telling them it's okay to cheat and bullshit and not actually know anything, but just you know. Do a quick. I'll go to IMDb and just kind of read some random fact, or go to Wikipedia. Yeah, it's a lot quicker there, and put together a thirty-minute video of some guy pretending to know something about this stuff. You know, as much as I love Bionic Six, I'd be bullshitting myself to to do a full episode in depth on Bionic Six, other than just talking about. I've watched a lot of the episodes. I know the, the main cast, but I cannot talk like in depth mythology about it. And I know I guarantee there's going to be somebody on YouTube YouTube right now with production value. Puts together some bullshit list of facts to make it look like this guy has a lot of knowledge. When all he did was just look up something real quick, and people just they're, they're they become fixated on it and they're glued to it. And you know, I mean, there's a lot of people in this community. I've named some of them already who've made a, a great name for themselves by t- devoting their personal time and researching and digging for facts and posting it. Some of it may not be known, or some of it people have just not come across. And I, I feel like it's becoming a lost art where, and I, I blame that on social media, where everyone thinks they could be a damn star for doing literally nothing. You know, you can showcase your child, you know, you know, caught out back eating dog shit. Oh, she'll sit, show up on the Ellen DeGeneres show. She's a star. Now tell me, how did you get your daughter to eat dog shit? You know, and she's a star. Her parents will get a million dollars in the first, you know, first, first class trip out to L.A. That's but, uh, that's the culture now. That's, I know it's that, the culture, that, but that, I feel that, like, you know. That, well, I, I mean, look, most of the channels that are doing these things are also concentrating on other things, right? It's not like it's dedicated to one subject. It's here's all of the this plethora of stuff that's here. And I guess when it comes to it, they, you have your people that want a lot of in-depth mythology, and then you have your people that are just like, the 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 bare minimum scratch the surface just that info is enough for them to be like oh okay yeah cool but now, also I, they might think that that list is in depth when it really it's not well yeah i i totally agree with you on that point but i'm just saying that I, the attention spans of people 
I, I, I would guarantee you gravitate more towards that, which is why when you have something like this podcast, it is gravitating towards that other demographic of people that want to know more, that want to absorb more. You know, like it's it's just apples and oranges. And I, I don't mean to be like all devil, ah, devil's advocate on it or anything or give them praise or whatever. But I, maybe that does go a long way. Maybe, you know, production value and the, the, the flashy shininess of that appeals to more people than something more like this. So it's uh, kind of whatever you're looking for. It's just... Uh, it sucks more for you guys. And I don't know if people like are, are kind of mad at me for even being on the show sometimes. Cause it's like, what oh, you got, what, well, what you no. guys are saying though, in terms of that, then like I am technically in a way kind of part of that because I am not as in depth into this as you guys are. Not, I'm just, but you're not doing this podcast by yourself. Oh, I know. You're trying to, well, guys, I don't know anything about Zodak. But I'm going to tell you some interesting facts about what I found out about the character, you know, and then proceed to act like, you know, well, in this episode of the He-Man or, He or in this mini comic, well, he wasn't in a mini comic. Well, I found that he was. And you just look up some fan mini comic and try and pass it off. So, you're no, that's not the case at all. It's people who were, you know, you could just tell, you know, and I, with a lot of the stuff, too, some people are all relatively knowledgeable. You know, also I, I watch a lot of you know retrospects and and things like that. We got a curiosity to see if people have something interesting to say. And a lot of times I can figure out. I think this guy just knows how to put together a great video, but he's not really taking time to actually do something that I feel like hasn't been shown a lot on the internet that anybody could find on the, on the internet from by accident on YouTube or doing a quick Google search. Yeah, but what you think is something that's not informative may be informative to someone else that's what i'm saying like it's all I, just sort I, of and I, I i i do not denounce that thought because i feel like that might be the case at times but um but i feel like for something if someone if some guy decides he wants to slam the live action movie which you can throw a dart at the board and hit you know hit a random one that's on the internet that guy will get a lot of feedback and views and comments and subscribers and things like that. And you're like, all this guy did was just read a bunch of damn facts on IMDb, put together in this nice shiny video. It's maybe 10 minutes long, and that's it. You know, whereas we've had guests who were involved in the movie and various other discussions on the movie. Nah, don't give a shit. You know, and it's just one of those things that's, uh, you know, I don't know if we'll ever get over. You know, I mean, um, yeah, and I was gonna say, there's, there's a couple things. I mean, first, you know, it's almost like what Nathan said. Sometimes maybe just the random quickest thing is what a lot of people like to see. But I still, what I love at least about our hardcore, you know, listener bases, I know they are the ones that want to hear it all. So that always gives me a good feeling on that. And quickly, Jason Jones, thank you for joining us, and also Markout Media. And Markout Media, I see what you mean. Now, Markout Media says, I want to quickly chime in. He says, I feel like the show has lost some of its charm due to pondering on the negatives. He said, early on, the show felt so much more light and fun. Well, it's the thing. I mean, we've always tried to keep it positive. But the thing is, if there's things that come up to where it's maybe something we kind of don't like, it's like there's no sense of ever sugarcoating to make it look like everything's good. If there's something, see, that's that's how people learn, even us. Like I said, I appreciate that, what you just said to me, and it's something I can take to heart. 
It's like when I do customs. I don't expect every one of my customs to be absolute perfection. If somebody gave me an honest critique saying, Joe, I think something within the way you sculpted this could have been changed, blah, blah, blah. If they gave a critique how we do it, that's good. But if somebody just said, Joe, your custom shit, it sucks, it's garbage. And they don't give me anything to like go with, like, okay, but what do you mean? That's when you're just trolling. See, so that's, that, that's, that's when you send out your goons to go and kill him and his family. And, and that's it. I'll say, hey, how you doing? I'm going to send this guy out here. I'll show you what a model's all about. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, but, no, but the thing is, <laughs> no, but honestly, that's the thing is you can't always make it seem like whether it's a comic that just came out. And if there is something wrong with the story, don't just say, oh, well, this is great. I love that we're at least getting something. If you can just be nice, critical, and actually say something without insulting, but saying, you know what? I thought the story could have used this. It should no, have did that. That's your part. That's not my part. Well, yeah. Well, no, no, let I me, know. Let, but let, what let, I mean uh, is. Let me, let me tell this gentleman here. If that's what he's looking for, go back and look at our, 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 for our, is, our review of the very first issue of the Heat Man Thundercats crossover. If you want, if you want polypractical, Mixed in with, you know, if you if you think we're being a little too negative, the negative was going way back then, too. So if you think it was just too negative yeah. now, you, you need to see more not... of the back catalog of episodes. Right. Because the thing is, we usually always keep it fun because we're talking about the comics, the toys, the cartoon episodes, and we'll have fun with that. But if ever something comes up and I'm going to give an honest critique, it's called an honest critique. I won't just say it's great just to say it's great because, hey, we're getting figures or we're getting comics or getting this. No, it's, it's because, like, let's say the quality was bad. Hypothetically, let's say the quality was bad, whether it was on the toys or a comic, and everybody said it was great. So when they're producing the comics or the toys and they keep making them, it's like, hey, everybody loves it. Let's keep delivering the same stuff. Then it could slightly downgrade in quality, whether it's a story or a toy or whatever it may be. But if you're getting, getting honest critiques about something, they might take it to heart and say, you know what? I see where they're coming from. Maybe we could change something up with the story. Maybe we could change something up on the figure. That's why we do that. So it's not like we came on here or come every week to say, okay, what's your shit all over everything, Masters? No, it's just critiques. And like I said, that's why I had to do the beginning thing is it's like I love – like when you guys tag me, I love it. Just three things I don't like. The Fisto thing, the thing about that damn movie that's been 18 years in limbo that drives me nuts where I made the meme of – Batman slapping Robin, you know, with the new quote and everything. And of course, the stuff about the people that just do the less than stellar, what I'd say, things about, hey, look what's happening with He-Man, or look at the top 10. It's like, me and Tyler know this. So that's just three things. Otherwise, I keep it cool. But yeah, sometimes you lose your mind, but it's good. It's refreshing. I'm just going to start tagging you in all three of those things from here on out. Wouldn't it be it? Now, that's it. I can picture. I'm going to end the podcast, and when I go on to Facebook, I'm going to see like 50 things of Fisto sitting there. I tried to fist them all, He-Man. And then the hammock thing where He-Man's in a hammock and Fisto's got his fist up He-Man's anus. (laughs) I can just picture they're all coming. (laughs) I better not find out that people tag Joe and they think that it's cute and fun. (laughs) I tagged him in it. JK Joe, JK Joe, you know. It's going to happen, I, probably because I said it. But like I said, we keep it lighthearted with fun. But, you know, like I said, we just – we, me and Tyler, I, I've never wanted to where we ever completely agree on everything or would just sound like me and him love every single thing and agree on everything. As you see, we have a lot of different opinions. And I'm sure when we get into this discussion on the double-edged sword for the cartoon versus the mini-comic – I bet you we'll have different things to say there too, but that's what's good. I don't want us to be just all saying the same thing all the time and it just being perfect. There's got to be some fun and flavor. I think that if the show was too positive, then it would almost be nauseating in a way. Well, yeah. Like, like, I mean, there's got to be stuff that like we're just either not going to like or we're going to disagree on. 
or whatever. But how about a compromise, Joe? How about you guys out there listening? How about instead of tagging Joe directly in these things, just post it on the the Fans of Power uh, Facebook page instead? What, 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 does that what, mean that, we're going to see? That'd be fine, but does that mean we're going to see a whole bunch of Fisto now? No, but no, I know what you mean. But the tagging on a lot of things is auto tag, which, like I said, I don't care because sometimes I'm like, what the hell was that piece of oh, merchandise? Because that's happened a lot. And say, uh, Joe, I'm sorry about it. Are they doing it that much? So, what do you mean, where I get tagged all the time on you, Facebook? You're, you you're, you're, don't be in you getting auto tagged. Like, you're trying to retract the fact that people are voluntarily tagging you and all this. Well, shit. I mean, someone did say in what? the chat that, like, it will automatically just Joe them on and they yeah. don't oh, see it, and I, it's just I, done. I, if it, when it's happened with me sometimes, I'm like, okay, I don't, I have, no, I've never even spoke, barely even spoken to it. I'm not, and I would just remove the tag and then post. If it does it, I will edit and remove it again. Like, I'm not just going to, well, oh, no, well. there's a, there's a weird thing, believe it or not, uh, Tyler. Sorry about that. I almost called you Nathan. But, um, Tyler, there is one weird thing. There has been times to where somebody would post and honestly didn't know what happened because whether it happened with um, a tablet, a phone, whatever, it auto-tagged. And when they tried to take it off, they couldn't. And, and believe it or not, that happened to me. One time I did a post, and I just did it quickly. And when I went back, I was like, why the hell did that tag Axel? You know, Axel Jimenez, our buddy who does that amazing art. It tagged Ooh, him. And I was you like, get to get on the, the podcast, tag? damn it. Yeah, yeah, and I, I was like, well, let me remove that. And I was like, what the fuck? I was like, I can't remove this tag. It, there was some weird way sometimes it posts. You couldn't take it off, so I had to completely delete the photo because I didn't want them tagged in some things. And it was a weird way I had to redo the post to where when it showed it then for him, I could exit off. Like, I had to either put the picture first or the text first. But something happened to where... I could take it off, but the other time I couldn't. It's bizarre. So, yeah, I do get auto-tagged a lot. Like I said, I don't care when it's master stuff It it's because I like seeing stuff masters. I just mentioned the three things today that I just don't want to be. If you guys are new to listening and was thinking about tagging me, that's why I said just please don't tag me in those three things. <laughs> I'm Otherwise, gonna find, I'm going to find the Fisto picture and post it on mine. Just be like, hey, you guys, let Joe Amato what you think about this. Anyway. Uh, yeah, but otherwise, I embrace anybody. And Justin Hume, thank you for joining us. But go ahead. Well, it, uh, I was actually going to say what he put here in the chat, and I agree with this. Oh, go ahead. And, uh, you'll never satisfy all the people all the time. A balance of dark light, funny, serious would be good for me. So That's what we try to do. That's yeah. what we try to do and, when and that's we're what, And we know that as well. We know on this show, any of the other shows we do, we're not going to please everybody. We might say some stuff sometimes and be like, ah, and even – Looking back, we're like, yeah, okay, maybe we shouldn't have said something. But at the end of the day, it's out there. It's what we do. It's how we talk. It's who we are. Shit happens. Yeah, Zen Brown. Yeah, because like right there, Zen Brown's poking the bear. He said, so, did we talk about Noel Stevenson's fanfic yet? Because that's what came up about she They said it's basically been called. I don't know if it was official or what. Again, it was something I didn't want to see because I just don't flip over the cartoon. That's... But they said it's considered fan fiction or something. I, yeah. I don't know. but oh, Well, Joe, yeah. we both watched that entire season yeah. that's basically we watched what, the entire it's basically what it's it like it's just uh yeah she went it's basically like tumblr fan fiction and well she uh, even said remember in interviews because they had her in interview she yeah. said she wrote something that she wanted to see and she hopes people would like not what fans would want so again me and nathan we watched the whole season Ugh. i just didn't enjoy it if there's if there's people that liked it great i just i didn't I didn't like it. Yeah, but if you like guys it like it, great. Yeah, just, yeah, so yeah, yeah. Thing, but if we're going to be negative, we're not going to attack people for 
if you like the show or if you like a certain episode of He Man or She-Ra and we thought it was terrible, it's all no, good. We, yeah, we have no uh, no agenda to attack people individually for liking a certain show. Believe me, I know there's people out there who shit all over the live action movie. I hold it in the highest of high regard. It has its its own Hall of Fame wing. It does for me personally. So I'm not going to go out and attack people because they say they don't like it. Yeah, you know. I, but I also feel like most people who don't like it are just following the consensus. Like, oh, everybody says it sucks, so I'm going to jump in. So I'm part of the crowd and just say that too because that that seems to be the algorithm to jump back, piggyback off what Joe. <laughs> Here, here's what we do. Here's what we do. We buy a studio space around here. We move, we move Joe and everything our direction. We'll, we'll get him a cot, and he can sleep in the back, and we'll get him some, you know, McDonald's gift certificates and some Campbell that's balls. That's good. And, I, that's what we do. We get, ramen, we get to. Ramen we get noodles. Like Billy Bob Thornton and Sling Blade. We'll just give him a cot in the back of a garage, and he can fix shit for us. Mustard and French fried taters. Yeah, yeah shit, I'll be good with that. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, we'll get a studio space. We'll all be. That's that's what honestly, that's probably what we need to do. We'll get a studio space. We can have a table there with. Uh, three headsets, three microphones. We can all be in the same room, and we'll live stream. And uh, we'll we'll upgrade Joe's mask to like an actual like luchador mask, which I've actually thought about looking into. Yeah, that would be great. And that's what we'll do. We'll get to. We'll just have to pull Joe away from parts unknown. Uh, you know, uh, his RoboCop land that he lives in. Supposedly, we don't know. Yeah, old Detroit. <laughs> yeah, old Detroit. And uh, <laughs> but. Well, well, so he well, goes like downtown at Clarence Bodiger and the game just blowing stuff up all over the place and watching I'd buy that for a dollar and and just hey they pay attention. I could I could plunder this McDonald's and no one would even care. There's no co- the cop, cops are on strike, man. He's he's like he's like, wait, there's not like plexiglass in front of me that like I can't just reach over and grab it. Like, I still can't believe it. You guys have no. never had a plexiglass. Oh, wow. Okay. No. What about even in a, I mean, well, at least gas stations, there's plexiglass from you to the people you give money, right? Well, yeah, when they're out there in their own little individual like box, then yes. But, but... in the store, in the, in the gas no. station store itself. No, no, oh, no. Okay. Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, 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 I was putting all this together like, well, like on the old podcast Joe was on, he would always tell people to like, you know, here, eat real cheap for a week. Come on, guys. Support the brand. Like, Joe just thinks it's so easy to live like he does. You know, yeah, that, that, yeah, you I can, guess. that you can eat out of a bucket, you know, and go without water and utilities and, and human decency to, to help pay for this line here, people. And for, for what you what you guys don't know, for what your listeners don't know, is when, uh, you know, early when I was doing another podcast a long time ago and I was actually able to afford and buy the figures, I always used to put on this spiel because I guess, Tally, you're right. I would think you you were trying. His life will be like an evangelist, you know. People, if you're listening to the call, I want you to place your hand upon your upon your your steering wheel here, and I'm going to pray that you will be able to make it this week without the Big Mac and get the Junior Big Mac this week to get this line paid for. Let me tell him. Because you're right, this is how I lived almost all the time, and I was used to it. So I always said, almost all the time. If you want. All the time. Yeah, I still do. You're right. But I would always tell everybody, it's like, okay, now if you want to try to get the figure for each month, this is what you do. For one week, you know, when you're going to work, instead of going out getting that Big Mac and that hamburger and all that stuff that you're charging probably five, six dollars every day, and it's probably thirty dollars right there at the end of the week, just have some ramen noodles, set that off to the side, avoid the Big Mac for the week or the day. And I said, and you'll have money for your figures. And I was like, hey. oh God. But me, it was easy. I would eat ramen noodles every single day. It was 
<laughs> I mean, that's what I do. Hey, I but do. There, like, hey, there ain't nothing wrong with any ramen noodles. But no, I, I'm kind of there in that boat because I see people that I work with uh, either go out to eat or go to the cafeteria and pay like $10 for a salad. And I'm like, well, I just pack my lunch every day and it's way cheaper. And they're like, oh, I should probably yeah. do that. And I was like, well, yeah, think about how much money you would be saving by doing that. So I get it. But that is kind of funny that you're like, hey, kids. You know, if you, if you eat what? ramen noodles every day, you can you can afford this new set of uh, master classes from way of getting, Collector. Yeah, I was figured they could buy their figures. That was my way of trying to get people to watch. You know, buy the figures if they just you know kind of watch the budget. Emotional. Thank you for joining us. Yes, we are talking masters. <laughs> we're just doing a little side master stuff, but it is masters. And we're going to get into the main topic. But uh, go ahead, Tyler, if you have something to say before we start rambling. No. <laughs> Is just how, well. How I Joel mean, was. can you imagine if they pop in? They're like, oh, "Why is he talking about ramen noodles? What does this have to do with masters?" I'm trying to afford this PowerCon in- exclusive, so I'm going to go on a diet of just strictly ramen noodles and and, and just kind of throw out everything else here. You can do um, it. That's the way to do it. And, and Joe but- would, would would describe it as if it was so easy. People, I mean, come on, you know. And, and what, was, what made this so great, I know we've discussed, but I remember Danielle remembered those conversations that you would have and telling yeah. people to, you know, eat out of a dumpster for only a month, people. I'm telling <laughs> and you. And you can buy and, your and, He-Man and, figures. And you can buy your He-Man figures. And I love to see Joe doing like infomercial like Sally Struthers with a, like a 1-800 number at the bottom of the screen. And Joe's like dumpster diving and, you know, like the Andy Dix get, you know, it was like a table for one here at this all-you-can-eat cafeteria and he dumps into a dumpster. And it comes out with like, this tomato and this like greasy ass bag of throwing them over McDonald's. Free! Oh man, big. <laughs> oh yeah, he's already like <laughs> fantasizing about that. What are you doing to him, man? Yeah, and he's like, hey, guess what, guys, my here, and guess what the price is? And he's holding on the bumper. Free! And they just dragged off across <laughs> the road. <laughs> oh know, Jesus! But yeah, it used what? to irritate me when Joe would do that. I'm like, you don't know how I'm struggling enough as it is with a full time job to pay for these figures. Here, Joe's telling me. Eat less, pay for less. <laughs> eat less, go with that. Go eat with less, that. buy go more. more. L- live. Hey, live it, hey, it's it's a good way to lose weight. <laughs> yeah, I know there is there is there quickly. is quite a bit of sodium though in uh, raw. Like, were you just eating like? Was it like breakfast, oh, lunch, dinner, like three, three, three packs well, of ramen a day? How many packs of ramen were we talking well, about? Well, it was here? just lunch, lunch and supper. But I would take that little packet of uh, that seasoning that was full of sodium, throw it off to the side, and I would put one drop of hot sauce in it and just have just hot sauce <laughs> yeah, with the water you put. <laughs> Yeah. So that was it. That was that was it's my like, food. Joe, and, um, <laughs> Joe, Emily's been sick. Well, did she have any of that insanity hot sauce? That would probably help. <laughs> oh, clear up any other. Don't need calls, modern medicine quickly. or like Dayquil and hot sauce. It's like every, every, every was, answer to every issue is like, well, do you have any hot sauce? It's like aspirin for everything. <laughs> Man, I took a crap oh and God. then like my ass is really chat. Well, did you put any hot sauce on it? No, like, I, oh you don't want to think well, about that. It's well, like, it's like snake say, oil. Make... Like Joe's going like on, on like a horse and wagon from town to town selling his hot but sauce. Dave's insanity yeah. hot sauce, yeah. See? I can picture that. But um, Amational said that today was Super 7 Day, got the Grayskull rug finally arrived, along with the Ultimate He-Man and Skeletor, that Fisto, Grizzle, or She-Ra wave. That's pretty freaking awesome. And Zentron bought 24 cells from the original She-Ra coming soon. So that'll be cool. You have to share pictures in uh, Fans of Power. Uh, Facebook page, but um, well, I figured now let's transition into, I guess, 
our topics um, of the double-edged sword. We're going to talk about the cartoon versus the mini comic, and this is where Nathan will probably take a break for a while and then come back later. Bye, guys. Have fun. All right. So, T Rex, did you want now, to start now, off? Now to the happy stuff here, people. <laughs> the happy stuff. But uh, what do you want to do? Do you want to start off discussing a little bit of your thoughts on the cartoon first, mini comic, or what? Um. I, I just say in general that they're, they're both drastically different, and they really bear very, very little resemblance to each other. Yeah. Um, I mean, the cartoon's superior because I think it really carries the title "Double-Edged Sword" through the whole episode. Whereas this, it just kind of feels like there was remnants of, of it, or kind of like you feel like they may have gone in that direction. But uh, Leon, who's the the young boy who wants to become a palace guard, whereas in the episodes Chad. Right. Um, Leon doesn't really learn a lesson other than everybody needs help. Yeah. That that's the lesson. Whereas with the uh, the cartoon, you know, Chad learns the that, fighting you know, isn't fun and that there's yeah. death and consequence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I kind of that's why I kind of felt like even though Double Edged Sword the mini comic itself is a kick ass mini comic, um, but getting the message across that that Robbie London in Double Edged Sword it, it's uh, it's. That's one of those things, and it's so unfortunate we can. Oh, by the way, Larry Dottilio. Did... Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I hate that we did not start the show off. We started with Joe's bitching and ranting. Um, yeah. I guess I didn't want to start off with the sad <laughs> note, but go ahead. Yeah. Oh yes, yes, yes. So, um, for those of you who have not seen, um, the great Larry Dottilio passed away uh, yeah. over the weekend. Unfortunately, I'm not sure what he passed away due due to. Uh, I'm sure Grimbot probably knows because James made the big post, um, and James had the good fortune of of con- conversing with uh, Larry since 1997 through email in the early days of the internet. And um, you know, people who were fortunate enough to make it to PowerCon to shake that man's hand—that's something I will never get to do. So I envy you even more for those who did get to meet him or at least converse with the man. So um, uh, I'd like to take a moment to just devote this episode. Well, you know what, we will have to do. Um, a Larry Detailer commentary, maybe sometime soon. Then, just to you know, yeah. to honor honor that man in particular. But I just want to say, I want to give thanks to Larry. Um, and uh, you know, my thoughts and prayers got to him and his family. And uh, I want to thank him for everything he did for us because you know, he was quite aware of the the uh, impact that his work from Shakoti and uh, Grandamere and the various episodes of Katrina. You know, he, he had a lot of impactful episodes that we still talk about to this day and celebrate highly. And he was aware of it. And I'm, I'm just glad he was aware that uh, his work is was highly appreciated and will forever be. So, yes. Yeah. And yeah, like I said, I, I guess, I mean, I, I didn't want to bring it up at the beginning. I didn't want to start off on like a really a, a, you know sad note. I was almost going to say it to the end. But this is good. people off. Don't tag yeah, me let's this piss- anymore. First, let's get everybody fired up. Let's get them getting to this and then, you know, mention. But no, it, I mean, it is very sad. And I didn't want to feel like a, I was doing some kind of shill thing, you know, at the beginning, just mentioning that just to say that because it, it's horrible. It's terrible. And like I said, prayer sent out to, you know, his family and friends. And I mean, it's a very sad time, but yeah, he'll be missed. But all his stuff will live on, you know. Well, of course, forever with you know things he's done yeah, in so cartoon you'll, you'll and what it meant. You'll get celebration of his work on this podcast, not from some you know, you know diva wannabe. You know, on we'll give YouTube. you some meaningful stuff. We will. We'll give you some yeah. meaningful stuff. We may not but, get no. the views, but damn it, man, we're gonna make sure you, we give you something that, that all these other you know wannabes will never ever have the balls to do, or the time, or the the intelligence to do. So. 
Yeah, so we'll try. But um, no, the, the double-edged sword, like I said, with the cartoon, I remember there's, I mean, like I said, the comparisons of this to the mini-comic, the only thing is with a grandfather and a grandson. That is the only similarities. And yes, with either Leon or Chad, with both wanting to be turning guards, but, or pallet, you know, different ways, though, of wanting to become it. But I guess memorable things that I could say that at least from the cartoon that, you see is, you know, you find out about Eternium being the strongest metal because this is something that's generating, I guess, you know, the power for the whole planet. At least that's how it sounded in the cartoon. I might have took that wrong, but it made it sound like that was a power source that if that, when it fizzled out, the whole planet would basically shut down or I just might have heard that kind of wrong. Well, I, I think they kind of overhype it to add some extra intensity because it's power in the broader power, so. Right, right. Yeah, so I imagine it's probably powering all of Man-at-Arms equipment, a, a lot of the fuel sources for the vehicles and various other things, but it just means it's it's a precious commodity and it powers a great deal. So, yeah. I yeah. Just... Okay, okay, because, yeah, I was like, you're right. I know if it was, like you said, how they kind of over. Yeah, I mean, it, but... they're just going to throw out a little extra to kind of spice it up for the kids to kind of show a little all right. more severity to it, so... But but you're right. Within this episode, you do get a lot of action. You do see the grandfather, which in the cartoon was he ever name checked? Because I don't remember his name. I just thought his he name, called him his grandfather. His name's Eldon, but uh, I I think it's mentioned maybe once. It's because I, yeah, I, I, if that. Um, yeah, because I yeah, didn't even remember. Right. I, I had to because yeah, James. Uh, to, well, James's book is where I had to double check on that one. Um, because okay. yeah, for the most part, he's just referred to as grandfather. Or when He-Man's talking to him, he says, no, 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 I know how you feel. Like, he doesn't actually say his name. So Okay. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. But, I was just trying El to double-check. Yeah. is his name, though. All right. Well, thanks for that bit, because I never knew it, because I was like, I just didn't remember his name in the cartoon. But, you know, he's he's in a some kind of, like, hover chair. I, I'm sure that Jet has chair. another name Jet. as well. Jet, Jet chair. chair. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. So he's in this, and... You know, he never told his grandson of how he gotten it. His grandson never even knew that he was a soldier and that, you know, he used to do battle. Of course, until when he finally seen him see, use that scatter ray the one time to knock back that, that spider sword because he didn't want to do it against that thing. He didn't want to shoot at a living creature, but he shot, like, I guess, around it. But I know he shot when Beast Man, or excuse me, I screwed up, Merman and Trapjaw were in, what? what's the vehicle again? The, the, the basher, basher or what? The basher, okay, basher, yeah. and he shot. He had a good ass shot, you know. He's and he's yeah. seen. Hey, he's a good shot. So, but then later, you know, he hears the story from his grandfather that when he was battling orcs years ago, and when he was using that scatter ray and shooting at them, you know, the foundation of some kind of like rocks and structure came down, crushed his legs, and paralyzed him. And you're right. The message you got from war is, you know, like you know, Chad the whole time is thinking it'd be great. I'd love to be a you know a guard and you know do battle like He Man and other heroes, but to know that there's you know, consequences it's not really as fun as you would think but you know within the story like say with the Eternium I think that one of the memorable things for me that I always got a kick out of was when Trapjaw ate that because Trapjaw had the yeah. idea if I eat that I might be as strong as he and I remember I remember being scared and freaked out when Trapjaw bit that ate and when his eyes glowed and you did see the, the extra strength he had and how he was just throwing boulders with his one arm. I was like, it went, the great part to me, I think it was when they were falling down, when Trapjaw yeah. and He-Man are falling down into the water, and you hear the rumblings, and boom, you see He-Man get blasted out and just flying like he got hit with you know a missile. And I was like, Trapjaw did that? So for me, it felt yeah, like it was a time that Trapjaw got out of the water, like very defiant, yeah. and just kicked He-Man's ass. Like, oh, yep, and, and, and the... It is, and with those glowing eyes, it makes it that more intense that he's like super powered. But for me, it was it was like 
the shining moment for Trap Jaw. I felt like this is a really good Trap Jaw, you know, episode. We know it wears out later, but you got to see him do something, and you got to see He Man getting taken to task. You know, he's going head to head and toe to toe with somebody that's matching him. You know, and it lasted a good amount of time too. Yeah, it was it was something that wasn't just a quick throwaway. It was actually a pretty good little fight. Um, but it's it's a lot packed in this episode because you've got the introduction of the new characters, Eternium, getting Merman and Trapjaw into the story, and then uh, uh, Burby getting sick, you know, and he which is a a, a, a nice tender scene with He Man taking them there, opening the jaw bridge, and willing to step in and. Um, you know, yeah, that too. Really, not yeah. not to cut you off, but really quick, that was I don't know how many times it was name dropped, but to hear of something called the Chamber of Life that yeah. could you know heal him, but you know it would have to be a mortal that walked in because the sorceress couldn't because of her magic, it could have disrupted her or something. But was that Chamber of Life ever used again? Because I thought that was kind of interesting to hear something different like that. I I, it, I almost want to say like there, there, there's a lot of those like season two episodes like latter half that I don't have memorized that well and they may have used it at random but as far as i know no just something that was kind of written for the episode just kind of this one-off which you could buy that castle grayskull's got an ungodly amount of mysterious things that you could say in one episode it has this another episode has that because it's castle grayskull the secrets of grayskull yeah yeah (laughs) yeah fortress of mystery and power for he man and his foes as i'm looking at the box over here to my right spelled with an a grayskull but, yes, man, that's mine. <laughs> well, go ahead. But yeah, um, is it just and granted the, the mini comic can only give you so much, and honestly, I think the mini comic needs to be based more on action anyway. You know, the mini comics are to help sell the toys and to help. It's just a nice bonus to like, hey, look, you know, because this came with Cobra Khan. Like, I think that was the uh, this, even though he's only unfortunate, that was something I, I wish Larry could have answered that. I don't, don't think we asked him, but I don't know because we were good. Yeah, because. Yeah, because you're right. Because Cobra Khan was going to be excited about using his, you know, like Venom breath against yeah. Teela, but we didn't but he's get only to in two see panels, that. And that's it. Two panels. That's it. Yeah. He's not featured again. That's the only highlight. The highlight of this mini comic is basically Larry Houston's art because it's it's beautiful, especially like yeah. it scenes where, you know, because in this mini comic, of course, it's it's focusing on these vine monsters that Skeletor has created some vine monsters he's going to take over, and of course, Consul Ari, he's coming to bring the message from the Golden Isles to warn King Grandor of the attack that Skeletor is going to do, and of course, you know, within all this, you know, you see the. The boy at one time, Leon, getting captured by a vine monster, and then He-Man, you know, cuts the thing, and then that's when he meets Consolari. And later, as it goes, Beast-Man captures Leon. They do this little trap where they capture He-Man, put him in a pit, and then Skeletor, like, seals it off with a blue crystal magic. And He-Man, you know, does this leap to where he tries to get out and can't. So he calls to Rayman, and this is the part where I thought it shined for at least a scene of showing how we always say Larry Houston's art tells the story is when you see Ram Man going up to come down and he may go. And when they hit at the same time to break that seal, I thought that was one cool last scene in panels. Yeah. To show the momentum, like Ram Man like clenches his fist. And he's leaving. You can see the, the momentum from his legs bouncing off the ground. It looks like a rocket taken off. You know, yeah. I just, it, he just illustrates the speed and momentum and power of Ram Man in the, in, in these one, two panels, but they, they come like with He-Man's leaping up. So was Rain Man, and they're both coming. I mean, it's just, it's just, he just illustrate. Yeah. He, he clearly gets it and trying to illustrate um, the strength of both these heroes. Yeah. You know, and it's just one of those things where I, I, I do kind of feel like with this, that Cobra Khan was probably like a last minute addition to this book. You this know what? I, some- and I could, 
just to put it in, and like you said, maybe because it came with this figure, possibly. Uh, well, I mean, just... it's, well, I mean, yes. Uh, if you look at, look up Cobra Con on eBay, and, and that's 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 the many comment that came with my Cobra Con when I got him for Christmas. So, so maybe um, he was told just to draw him in, just to get him in, since that was you know the many comic so he came. because Web Store came with the Temple of Darkness, and he's featured prominently in Clash of Arms, but he didn't come with Clash of Arms, which. Even though this is a small side rant, I've often wondered the placement of the mini comics sometimes didn't quite make sense with some of the figures. Like I think starting in '84, they would just like uh, search for uh, I mean, Secret Liquid of Life comes with Whiplash. There's not a single member of Skeletor's gang in that mini comic. <laughs> it's just one of those things where, like, I, I you know, Whiplash is featured from that. Like, Clash of Arms has got everybody that was in '84 <laughs> except Cobra Khan. So I, I just kind of feel like that should have been a given, and then everything else just kind of a random book that came with, or, or like 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 there's no mini comic for Battle Armor Skeletor and He Man, so therefore Double Edged Sword or um, Temple of Darkness would have made more sense I think for placing. I see those what you books. mean. Yeah, because it's just it has nothing to do with the story, but here's a mini comic to go with it. Um, yeah, it's almost a surprise we didn't really get any stories with about the battle armor or something. Yeah, that is kind of a surprise. Yeah, I, I just it is kind of surprising that we did with Thunder Punch and Flying Fist and Terror Claws and Hurricane Hordak and Buzzsaw Hordak, but the battle armors, which is a very, very well known variant and, and beloved variant, yeah. never got a mini comic. No, I guess the only thing they got really was a lot of cool poster, puzzle art, coloring book art, other art, like they appeared in that. Yeah. But you're right, nothing for the mini comics, story origins or anything, So, and which would have been good. But this, yeah. you know, it's some, is, and something that I kind of like at least... Oh, three panels, is, excuse me, Cobra Con's in at least three panels here. I'm looking at another one here, and I forgot oh, three? the side here. Yeah, so... Oh, okay. Just, yeah, just, sometimes just like I can avoid someone... <laughs> Tagging me in a correction or something like that. Later. <laughs> yeah, that was going to be your tag for the day. But yeah, I'm like, son for, of a bitch. Yep. For, for me, at least it is now, as you know, adult, this, this mini comic, while the art is great, like I said, I don't really enjoy the story as much as the cartoon. I, in fact, would have even loved, like, could you picture in a perfect world if Larry Houston was to illustrate the cartoon episode? into a mini comic with his style. Damn, God damn. I mean, that would be freaking awesome because this story just felt something felt rushed and out of place. Like even for me, I always felt Skeletor controlling these plants. Like I think evil seed would have been an awesome character to be in a mini comic controlling the plants. Like that could have been his story. Something felt funny to me, but I mean, I guess the only cool, I don't know, but no, I mean, I, I, I'm totally behind like, you know, cause at this point too, like I had not, I wouldn't see evil seed till I was in high school and rendered the, ah, oh, damn it. I'm oh, losing my camera. Yep. yep. Sorry about okay. that people. There you go. Um, I didn't see evil seed till 11th grade uh, or 10th grade maybe. So when I saw this, like it, I mean, to me, it was just like, I could completely see Skeletor in charge of man-eating plants. Like I just, it, anything that causes destruction, I'm like, I, I'd buy it no matter what it is. Rock, rock warriors to man-eating plants <laughs> to, uh, Bears, beasts, and creatures, and demons summons into Skeletor's bed, and he is the Lord of Destruction. So anything that brings destruction, I buy it. So um, I, I, I will say this: like in revisiting this mini comic, um, Leon is another character that I, I would love to see, like an up and coming palace guard that would accompany, you know, the heroic wars and various missions. As a, as a, you know, he's if if Tila is the uh, captain of the guard. Leon, I'd like to think over time would become like if Tila's away, Leon steps in as the, you know, uh, substitute palace uh, or uh, 
captain of the guard if Tila is off duty or you know taken on a mission you know outside the palace or something like that. Yeah, just because further, you know, they... it's, yeah, just furthering the ranks and expanding um, the universe. Because I just looking at this and like, and that's what was so great about Larry wanting to add ethnicity and making Gar Native American and Prince Dacon to be black and Geldor black and Leon and his grandfather are Asian, like not doing, yeah. it's just doing it to just make, why not? They're, they're not given right. any kind of ethnicity. So why not make it different? And uh, right. to have, I, I think it would be pretty cool to have a, a an older uh, Leon as a, uh, if not a palace guard, maybe someone who really wants to fight alongside the heroic warriors and, trains and works hard and i, I don't know just it's kind of like prince dacon because I, I i always look at like to look at prince dacon as someone that would accompany he-man on various missions not like how mossman and cyclone and clan champ would but at times you would see the prince dacon and he-man team up based on the situation or something like that and uh yeah, because you don't picture that. Because you don't really see much about the Eternian guards, palace guards, anything really like that. What, like you said, what if they did have, like like you said, you're expanding upon the universe, a little bit of the story in the future, a couple of years later, and you have two guards that are teamed up that work together to do some battles. And it could have been Chad and Leon. What about a weird combination? One's a yeah. hothead, which would yeah. be the Chad. Yeah, and the more focused Leon, and they got to balance each other out. I, God damn, I think we got to have Larry Houston make a mini comic on that. A little older yeah. version. Yeah, I, I, I like that because I, I, I liked... Because, I mean, Ch- Chad was a good character, and that's the character that could have been easily just, you know, oh, God, obnoxious as hell. But, uh, yeah, I think putting those two together as young teenagers, you know, going through training and and then learning quickly, you know, what it takes to be a palace guard and actually taking on a small horde invasion or an attack from Tongue Lasher and Squeeze. And it's just the two of them to stop them from stealing this from a, 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 a royal palace transport or something like that. You know, I, yeah, I think that's an interesting concept in itself to, um, to expect, you know. I tell you, Joe, just when you... <laughs> You just kind of feel like it's unfortunate that these minds of ours—it's we're doing it's it just again. Untapped, untapped power. Yeah, that's what I said know. when we start spitballing, we start making up these stories, but it comes right on the fly, and it's always great for one-offs. Like I always said, you don't have to have constant continuity to no, do something. No. It's good at times, but one-offs just make for great, interesting, memorable stories most of the time. It seems like, but that's—I mean, like that's why we talk about some of the mini comics and the cartoons. Always these great one-off, interesting, rich stories. That just—it does. It gets you more excited, wishing that Larry Houston could draw more, or between you and I, with the thoughts we have, and then possibly people drawing some more fanfic mini comics it's just it keeps it alive you know like i said with nothing going on it's like this is the way to keep masters universe alive well it's pretty much gonna be left up to fans to keep this stuff going anyway because anybody with any brains at sony you know is not going to give us anything worthy of entertainment dreamworks is not gonna or or whoever's in charge of the animation he made at this point i don't know and you know what i'm not going to pretend to know and you know what i don't care to know because it ain't happening right now so it doesn't really matter but they're not going to put people in charge who, who look at this stuff and realize the untapped possibilities with just pulling stories from the mini comics or capturing things that was in the formation cartoon. That's a really good idea. We could really expand upon that. There, it's just everyone trying to come up with their own bullshit and nonsense. And um, that's why I'm like, I don't stuff doesn't need to be made up from scratch. Like you've got so much to work with here. You've got well, over 30 pieces. years. Yes. Yeah. And you're like, you don't need to go on and change the mythology because 
I, I just don't like any of this stuff, you know, and just can, consider yourself the count, the messiah of, of, of resurrecting this. They know? don't, you're right. It's like they don't have to think too hard because there's over 30 years of rich history from the comics to the cartoons to, you know, any other, the mini comics, the storybooks. There's so much. It's, you don't have to think about what can I create. It's already there. Now use some of that and try to make a new interesting story, but you don't have to keep twisting everything. And quickly, uh, Sportimus popped in, but I think is leaving. So um, thank you for joining us, and we will get your question uh, when we get to that question part of it. So thanks, Sportimus, for popping in. But yeah, you're right. It's like it's we have all this rich history that they could touch and expand upon any of it. It's like I said, that's why I think sometimes fans should have some some way of being part of projects. Now, I'm not saying every fan, because you know some people say, well, some fans have some weird interpretations of things, but. When I, when ta- uh, excuse me, when Nathan and I did uh, the Beyond Retro episode of Never Hike Alone, when I said that was a fan who did a story of Friday the 13th and the mythos of Jason, it was made by fans for fans, and you could tell it was a great made movie. If you haven't seen that on YouTube, look up Never Hike Alone. It's a great fan movie of Jason Voorhees. But you could just picture sometimes that people didn't know Jason. They're like, okay, we penned this guy because he's a great director or a possible writer. Do a Friday the 13th story. And some might have said, you know, I've never watched any of those movies. Maybe I'll watch one just to get an idea. And they do it. It's like they don't have the feel, though. You do honestly have to feel and know the stuff. Just picture like you and I, James Etock. Could you picture just trying to shoot and spitball some stories if they wanted for whether it was a cartoon or a movie? Man, we would hit them with so much shit they wouldn't know what happened. But we would get you'd get something from love because we want to give proper justice. You know, like they deserve so much better treatment these properties and the possibility of the movies. That's, that's the only reason, like I said, we always say this. And when we start hitting live things, like I said, on the fly, creating stories that shows we, we have some love here that we could do it that quickly. God damn. I, oh, so many things I'd love to see. Yeah. Tyler, there's so Jesus. much more outside, you know, He-Man and her arms and Skeletor and Beastman. Like there's much more to this property. Unfortunately, that's why I, I just feel like you guys are, are, are not, not taking advantage of, not you guys, people who listen to this, but um, the people out there that are casual fans of He-Man, but don't like. How, are you casual for Star Wars and you casual for Transformers and GI Joe and Turtles? Also, knowing full well there's a vast array of heroes and villains, but you just choose to, eh, just Skywalker and Vader. That's it. Like n- none of the bounty hunters, none of the various you know uh, heroes from the o- other planets and vehicles and stuff. What about Turtles? Well, I think Mikey's pretty funny, but but what about like you know Ray Fillet, Panicon, Leatherhead, Casey Jones, Yusai, uh, not Yusaki because he's not technically a Turtles character, Triceraton, Slash. No, no, it's like why do you deprive yourself of this stuff? That's why when me and Joe are looking at this, we, there obviously are more stories to be told than just strictly He-Man stopping Skeletor. I mean, just the idea of putting Leon and Chad together and say like I think that's a brilliant idea. I think it's a wonderful idea. And just use them and the uh, already established, you know, villains and put these young boys in a situation where there's no one else to help. I mean, I, that's God. That's it's just uh, it's just a shame that we can spitball out of these ideas. And you, you can put them on paper, but unfortunately, you know, we're just not, uh, you know, maybe someday, maybe someday with somebody. It would be. And, it would be a dream. It, it's something that I would love to do because I'm sure we have tons of stories already running through both of our heads right now 
not including what we do when we do this podcast and it comes live and anything. Sometimes you give us something and bam, we could just run with it. Hell, that's something that we could even do. Maybe one time we'll have that with fans, like in one of these episodes, say, okay, give us a scenario, give us something, bam, and we'll try to create a story right there on the spot, live again, from beginning to end during the show. Just I, us I going would, back I would be and up forth. to that challenge. I would. But yeah. make it, make it, yeah. don't just do something, be cute and funny and think, you know, make something silly. Like, no, I take this stuff seriously. Like, my, I take my He-Man stuff very seriously. I, I Very little do I ever like to joke about this stuff. So if we were to issue this to fans or listeners, give us a serious scenario or, like, a couple of characters innocent or, or something like that and see if we can come up with it. Don't try to be cute and funny and and all, like, you know, He-Man memes and, you know, he Prince Adam with rainbows and shit like that. So... Yeah. And we'll see if they I, can I won't something. entertain that, but yes, I, I think no. that's a good idea. All right. We'll have to remember that for an upcoming episode. We'll have to see if we can have everybody do it. But, well, that's the comparison. Like I said, we did between the mini comic and the cartoon for Double-Edged Sword. If you guys haven't seen the episode, you can catch it on YouTube. If you haven't read that mini comic, you can go to He-Man.org to read it. And eventually you can buy that big-ass mini comic collection. Just read them all and absorb it. But that's our comparisons. So now, before we wrap it up... Um, I was going to say, if you guys have any questions for us in the chat room, be sure to shoot it to us right now. And while you're typing in your questions down for us, I'll pass it to Tyler. If he has any recommendations for any episodes, cartoons, or things that he has going on, or if he knows of people that have things going on. Go ahead, T-Rex. Um, hmm. Not uh, projects or anything to plug. You know, um, I'm hoping that uh, last week's episode with Kevin got him some more business. Uh, I, I've heard of one person who has reached out to him, and I hope that works out. But I also heard, certainly hope he uh, it, it um, drew a lot of attention his way, and uh, you know he's got commissions lined up, and you know I just I hope that was very beneficial uh, for him and uh, getting his his name out there. But uh, recommendations, you know, um, uh, you know, Double Edged Sword is a fantastic. Uh, if you liked. Our discussion on this, you know, I recommend going back and checking out our interview with Robbie London, who pinned Double Edged Sword. So we got to talk with him a little bit more in depth about that episode. Um, it's available on, on our YouTube channel um, and available for download as well. Um, episodes, I haven't done a recommendation in a while. Um, uh, I probably will say. Um, she Demon of Phantos. Just as a random oh, episode. Okay. Um, um, if you haven't watched Demon in a while and uh, you just want to kind of watch them to kind of pique your brain a little bit and kind of spark your interest again or something like that, watch She Demon of Phantos, man. We get Lizard Man Strong Arm in the same episode. And a Queen and of we could get a, all creepy uh, and shit. Yeah, I was going to say, that could lead to hopefully maybe one day a cool-ass figure with some dual different heads that we could have for her. Oh, her creepy ass kind yeah, of... that's something, yeah. Now, now, if they were to throw that in a Filmation sub, Super 7, even if it was just like, oh, look, it's another Men-at-Arms variant. Oh, look, this one's covered in mud. Remember the episode, he's covered in mud from Donald Dragoon, <laughs> and they just make him brown. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we need a we need a figure of Queen Elmore with the alternate heads, yes. the creepy ass older looking one, and then the younger beautiful one. So that yeah. would be a cool figure. But good, good recommendation. Yeah, definitely one they should watch. But well, I'll hit what we can get in the chat room, and Nathan is joining us because I'll get to one question I seen earlier, and if I missed others, sorry, but I'm gonna get to an early one. Sportimus did because he had to head out, so Sportimus said. 
do you, he said, do you, Joe, Nathan, Tyler, prefer Tila or Frosta to hook up with He-Man? He says, did you ever Frosta. have a preference? Uh, well, that wasn't my thing. I was going to say Frosta. When I was, as a kid, when I was watching, I was just wanting action adventure, never really thought of it. But no, if I was to think of it, yes, now, yes, Frosta. They definitely seemed like they had some chemistry or a moment that should have happened. Damn He-Man. But go ahead, Nathan. I, I, I mean, as long as he's getting it, right? <laughs> he's like, I don't know, I don't care. One of them, I guess. Frost maybe. is clearly hotter, man. A, a chick with blue hair and, and yeah, uh, blue well, lips and everything. All right, yeah, yeah. We'll we'll go ahead. Plus, and... plus, she's you know, even though she is an ice princess, she doesn't act like one. Tila acts like the ice princess, sandy vagina and all. You know, <laughs> okay. not that I'm saying I would I, I would turn away Tila either. And like Tila, no, I, I, I would. But if you're gonna like, you know. Rolling the hay more frequently with one of them, definitely Frosta for sure. Absolutely. There, yeah, yeah, that was. Yeah, I'm sure it's, some it's fan memorable. fiction exists somewhere, right? Uh, we'll, sure, well, yeah, don't look it up, but I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure it does. Um, okay, Grimbot says, "Oh, Grimbot, you know mine. I'll say it quickly, but um, what's your opinion on Netflix bow constantly shitting on George DiCenzo's, uh, you know, bow?" That's that's the thing I said I didn't like. I didn't like that, you know, Marcus Scribner is – it was in many videos when they were doing the uh, – you know, promoting the upcoming She-Ra Netflix cartoon at the time. But in every interview, instead of just trying to promote the cartoon and being proud of it, he honestly did piss on the original Bo. They said, oh, what's your thought of the original, uh, you know, Bo? You know, did you do any research? And he literally said, I watched a couple clips. So he, that's all he's seen of Bo was a couple clips. He says, here's but a you know, Bo, that list Bo. of my favorite Bo Bo. moments. But, but listen, this is what he said. He's like, and that Bo was like, She-Ra, let's go save the villagers. And I was like, when the hell did Bo ever say that line and say it like that? Please find me this clip. See, and how he said it like, I was like, the manner of these assholes who are putting these videos together. The same people, who, I mean. who, you know, this guy's getting paid. To play the part of a beloved character, yeah. and he pisses, and, and he pisses. That's time. what you don't. Well, that, that's the that's that. the thing. Also, respect the past because without that, he wouldn't have had a job. You know, that's, that's, that's what I. So don't uh, do that. Why do uh, that? Agreed. That's what I said. If you're promoting the new cartoon, just promote the new cartoon. Be proud of it. You can do it without pissing on the original by making fun of the animation, the stories, the voices, how they were doing. I was like, that's very unprofessional. When they had the new MYP cartoon come out, you at no point seen them talking about the original cartoon like it was crap. That's what annoyed me. So no, I don't like how he did that. I was like, you're doing a voice, be proud of it, but definitely research this character and this role and listen of why he speaks in the way and tone he does. And it's a world of fantasy. It's not Earth, so he's not going to be like, what? And that's cool? It's like, no, this isn't Earth. It's a fantasy world. And they have a certain kind of bravado or confidence in ways certain people speak in certain roles. But thank you for bringing that up, Grimbot, because yeah, that, that was very disrespectful. It's not needed to promote something promote your cartoon be proud of it but don't piss on the original because if just like nathan said if it wasn't for the original you wouldn't have the cartoon now so, so i would love to walk past that guy and be like how arnold was in terminator 2 where he takes that security and just slams the guy's head against the wall you know <laughs> i would just love to do that to that guy right now well i yeah, it's just, I, I think grim 2 had made mention i think maybe it had been backtracked but there was some talk of maybe those guys had been announced for PowerCon. So I guess now we gotta go, right? We show up and be like, hey, well, buddy. I, I'm not gonna slam PowerCon because our buddy Val, will, will, I'm sure, will come on and join us. So I, I, well, I, that's the thing. I think they, they are, went back on. And, and, and uh, you know, 
confront the mayor or something. So, well, I, I just <laughs> I, if that turns out to to be true and that is the case, and uh, any of those guys show up there, I can't like imagine how that would pan out exactly i think you know what i think nathan i think they're going to be quite different they're going to know they're in a realm of passionate masters of the universe princess apollo new adventures fans and that kind of way they were speaking at random sci-fi conventions and this Uh, convention it won't uh, float at PowerCon. if they dare say that i think fans will speak up like why are you saying that and i hope that they would address that like don't tell you, you. Do you see where you're at? Do you see this world of fans that have kept this property alive for over 30 years and then through websites and Facebook groups? It's like, we're passionate. So I hope they wouldn't disrespect fans at PowerCon. That would be a nightmare. No, yeah, I just picture it would be like John Cena at uh, One Night Stand when he went against RVD that year. But Grim 2 had said, no, nah, I made an error, no announcements yet, mixed up some stuff. But the possibility of that does exist so hypothetically i I would hopefully they'll be if they were to be announced and showed up i would hope that maybe their mindsets have changed a little bit they better they better be yeah i would if they were smart that's what they would do there was a lot of pissing on the original, so definitely respect the original stuff, the source, and what got you there. We'll hope. No, Thank they'll you come out act, act clueless, like, oh yeah, it was, a, it was pretty good. Oh, yeah, I watched some. And, like they're going to give you that kind of horseshit answer. You know, they're we'll, not we'll, we'll to... see. If they're uh, uh, if they're announced, I, I guess I'm dragging Tyler, and we're gonna we're gonna Get go out. Oh, that, we're gonna go out to Anaheim and. Why, well, Tyler? Yeah, that'd be an interesting uh, thing. To what see. you say? And he's like. Nathan's holding them back as they're trying. He's going up there. Oh yeah, like I could do that. Yeah, okay. He's he's latched on his back like a monkey or something, and Tyler's just walking with him as he's running up to the power con. I I would. Yeah, boy, can you believe the shit they said about He-Man? Yeah, he would be. Yeah, he would be. Doing some push-ups to warm up, and I'm just ready to start cracking skulls. And yeah, Nathan, I could tell he probably was the instigator in school to start the fights. Like, hey, did you hear what he said? Did you hear what she said? I bet you he did do that probably a lot. Yeah, I still do it. And I, he had like a big clock hanging around his neck at all times too. Man, it was unbelievable. Uh, yeah, I, like <laughs> Joe, you thought you were black, man. Nathan had you had nothing on Nathan in high school. God. Oh my god, where's that going? Right. Anyway, well, uh, well no, let me go I, to. I, yeah, go ahead. All right, um, Zentron. Has a movie quote. I, I know this one, Zantron. He says, I'm the one you should be listening to. He says, do you think dropping the anchor in the middle of a storm makes any sense whatsoever? Yes, that was from Friday the 13th Part 8 and Jason Takes Manhattan. I, I know that one, so definitely. I got that. All right, um, let's scroll down a little bit. Um, uh, Grimbot said, oh, yes, we'd love to see Queen Elmora. Uh, he says, and those fat guards. I don't even remember. Were there some guards that were bigger or fat? I'm sure episode? there was fat people all over the place and you know, oh, I, all, I just actually kinds did, of, you know, I didn't remember if they sh- made them great. That's thought. awesome. Well, uh, Joe, I, I, I'm sure at some point, both of you guys, your your brains got fried or it, your brains actually floated out of your skull and you're just kind of just sitting there watching it. Huh. You know, your brain went, goes and takes a shit. And, Accurate. You know, my get brain, some fresh air. My brain and, goes a lot. It does. My brain is usually gone. But yeah. um, Descendants of Grayskull says, Hey, guys, you were mentioning earlier about a life chamber in Castle Grayskull. He said, what rooms would you have in your castles? Um, hmm. Uh, gosh, I, I <laughs> no, 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 um, uh, no, 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 no
There would be uh, for a, a lot of fisting, right, Joe? <laughs> a food, a, a room with cheap food, lots yeah, and lots a of limited McDonald's. Um, <laughs> I would, I would have an arcade. Uh, I know Tyler would have yeah, a fire pole somewhere. Oh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely, he, fire pole's got to be installed. If he means an actual, like in real life reality, something like oh god, rooms. Yeah, how great would it be just to have your own kind of gigantic, first like well, cinematic I, I, I room to where? Talking about Chamber of Life, and like if we, ha- I, I, I don't know, Michael, Michael, uh, be, be, do it elaborate. Be, be, yeah, elaborate on that. We'll answer for, it, but be more elaborate. I think yeah, it's funny. I, that the, the first thing that Joe's mind goes to is he's just like perversion and free food and and food. It goes together. I tell you what, a girl if she gets me uh, food. I'm just that's it. That's all it takes. You feed like me, I'm like I'm, I'm happy out, to go. I want a slice of pizza in one hand and a greasy. Hooter in the other. That's, that's Joe yes, Amato. when he's dying. Yeah, yeah Al Bundy on his dying bed. Yeah, his deathbed. Oh my God. Um. Okay. Fedmont said Queen Elmore is going to need alternate heads and hands because she also had claws after Skeletor changed her. Yeah, if they could have some alternate hands and stuff, definitely agree. Um. Mational said, was it Tila or Frosta or Tila or Fisto? Um, yeah, Mational, I think they meant Tila and Frosta, definitely. <laughs> See, poke it. Try to poke a Mational. Um, Zen Brown, Super 7 to make the mud-covered beast man first. Um, no. uh, let's see. Grimbot said, Nathan, what about Frostbites? You didn't think of that, did you? Uh, what's Frostbites? I, I, uh, well, I don't know if he meant anything perverted. Um, let me scroll down. Hold on. I just want to see if I'm missing. I want to see if I can get to... Any other questions? Because I know how I got behind when I was doing that. Uh, well, I know that Emotional said I can't be the only one who would like Nathan to uh, would like to see Nathan grow a full beard and wear one giant metal glove. Trust me, if I could grow a beard, I would, but I can't. This is as good as it gets. It's lame. It sucks. I hate it. Let me see. I I, I don't know if I missed any because my chat. I don't know if I had live or top, so I might have missed. Oh wait, what is it with you doing this? You've done that twice now. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's it's my way of uh, remember. Are, are, I'm, I'm like, are you a, are, I like talking are you my a, hands? Are you a raptor or something now? What happened? No, that's the, that's that's the chat going up and down. Um, let me see. Uh, Descendants of Grayskull said more to do with the secrets of Grayskull. He said, "What special power rooms would you guys have?" Oh, okay. Um, I don't know. I mean, that could be something. That there would be a like if I wasn't He-Man didn't have the power of Grayskull, but what if there was maybe a room that could possibly something give you like certain kind of outfits with special powers or it could increase your strength maybe some weird room like that i I don't know it's weird it's i like being put on the spot because there's so many crazy things what if there's rooms to view everything all across eternia unlike skeletor who's always looking through his dome that always catches certain things but never sees prince adam turned into he-man but i know of course that's just because writing's sake but i always used to think i used to think as a kid Skeletor's going to see Prince Adam change one of these days. I always thought that was going to happen because he would see everything in his just his little dome right there in his room. But I don't know, maybe something to see all across Eternia, not perverted reasons. It's not like I'd be peeking oh, yeah, in sure, on sure. Tila change. Wouldn't peek as Tila's changing and stuff like that. But um, he got like I don't spaghetti know. sauce dripping down his mouth. Oh, wow. Look at him. Yeah. <laughs> Look at that. Nom, nom. <laughs> Go ahead. What about you, Tyler? Um. Sex rooms all around. Pro- probably, I mean, an energy boosting room, I guess, so to speak. You know, like He-Man's out there defending, you know. Eventually, you know, He-Man's going to get tired at some point, so it would be nice to have a room where if you can hold everybody off, let me run into this chamber of power, energize the power sword and myself, and run back out and then kick everyone else's ass, you know, or something like that. You know, just, yeah. 
Yeah, something like that probably be kind of cool. All right. Well, Jesus. Okay. Um, well, I think I got pretty much everybody in the chat room, most of the questions. I'm sure I probably missed up, so sorry if I did. But uh, uh, before I wrap it up and thank everybody, I just want to say remember to like and subscribe and uh, ring that bell to always get notified for any new content. In case you're new to this channel, just make sure you do it. Like, subscribe, ring the bell. Always new content. And everybody that's joined us here in the chat room, hope you enjoyed us, even with the crazy little rain at the beginning. Like I said, it's refreshing. It's different. I know it's something people don't like all the time, but it happens once in a while, but we always try to keep things fun and positive, but once in a while, yep, you gotta just blow off a little steam. Say we something. are human so, here, people, just like you guys are human too. So yeah, so um, it, it happens, and I'm sure I'm gonna be going to Facebook, seeing a bunch of fistos now, and I, I probably did that to myself. We'll see. But uh, hey, any and, closing things? If you listen to this, if you respect Joe, you'll at least honor him and not be cute and not do that. Abide <laughs> we'll, we'll by the cult much... of a motto. Yeah. Praise, yeah, pra I'm... praise it be. Uh, Big Macs and dumpsters. Yeah, otherwise you won't get, you know, when, when they're doing communion and no camel balls and Kool-Aid for you. you know? <laughs> yeah, what is it? It'd be like for this, it'd be like, it'd be Big Macs, nuggets, fries, and shakes. <laughs> so that's my sign of McDonald's right there. But, he's got, okay, he's got guys. Some, as Ronald McDonald, gritty people that lead the church and everything, you know, handing out happy meals <laughs> to the I'd kids. Like yeah, little little pamphlets. Yeah, well, the guy, some the guy things for free like cookies. The clown with his makeup all messed up. He's got a big cigar. Like you're coming in, you know, just like all crusty and crabby and everything. That'd be great too. Giving out those coupons cheap. for those free cookies. Yeah, remember these? They have the coupons for the free cookies. You'd always get those little certificates in your trick or treat bags. So giving that shit out. I don't even know if they have those boxes of cookies no more. I don't think McDonald's. so. Those no. were good. Those yeah, like I'm sure chips. somewhere Joe has found them and he still eats them somewhere. I, I, I'm curious if yeah. somebody can find a box on eBay and buys it and sends to Joe, he will eat them on here for free. Is yeah, if you, guys wanna, if you guys want, if you guys want to find old stuff on eBay, just mail it to Joe and he'll eat it live on the show. Or like I a, have, a, a, an open box of Ecto Cooler from the early '90s, like that, and see oh. Joe would drink that. Actually, I do have I, uh, a bunch of the Ecto coolers that they re-released when the, the newest Ghostbusters yeah. came out. It's I, just I sitting on top of the fridge. I wasn't going to buy yeah, it. I, I didn't want to support anything that was remotely close to that piece of shit reboot. So I'm like, and they made sure they had to plaster all over the high seas they relaunched too. So I was like, no, oh my God. I'm not doing this. I've eaten some old stuff like that 30-year-old gum, but uh, the coolers, that probably would get me sick, I could imagine. But I'd try cookies. <laughs> I'd try 30-year-old cookies maybe, but eh, we'll see. You heard um, it here. All right. But they must show up in a Send box me. with Grimace on there, you know? Oh, or or the bird. Man, what was the memories. name of the bird? There was a, there was a little uh, a girl bird. You had the a hamburger, Grimace, the mayor, uh, Ronald mayor McDonald. McCheese. Mayor McCheese. Um, mayor McCheese. And you was had the birdie? French fried kids. The French fried oh. kids. What's that? Yeah, was it Birdie? Was Birdie the the bird? I know it sounds stupid, but was it well, Birdie? It, it may, uh, may hang, hang on. Where uh, I'm getting there? Yep, mm. Birdie, Birdie the early bird. Huh. And we oh, have okay. Yeah, right. we had a uh, Grimace Hamburglar, Mayor McCheese, Officer Big Mac, the Fry Kids, uh, yeah, the McNuggets the Buddies. Yes, I remember them. That little talkie Nuggets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And the Happy Meal Gang. Yeah, back with McDonald's. That was awesome, dude. Getting like oh, Bernstein damn. Bears and Muppet Baby toys in your Happy Meals, or and Garfield everything glasses. Everything cool. Everything was those everything cool was ass glasses. Dolls in the eighties. I got tons of those glasses, man. That was like an event when they would have those new glasses. Oh god, that's a whole other podcast. But all right, guys, it was a blast. So um, until next time, have a powerful day. I just can't believe any of this voodoo bullshit. I know what it is.
That is It Takes Two with the Olsen Twins and Steve Gutenberg. Would you stop it? Every week he says hey, At least two. it wasn't basketball, like Joe always assumes. Yeah, yeah, he did like to do basketball. I'm going to have to wait for the chat room. We'll give them 30 seconds because it's voodoo bullshit. Voodoo bullshit. Well, Nathan knows this one. Hmm. Leaving it up to Joe. I don't know it. I'm going to wait and see. Um, uh, Emotional said Weekend at Bernie's 2. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Is it? Is it really? No. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I, I'm waiting. I'm seeing well, these. Like, since... an obscure, you know, movie sequel reference like that, I'll give you bonus points just for that. That throwing that out. Because <laughs> so. yeah, Zen Brown said, "Yeah, Weekend at Bernie's." But um, um, why? Uh, why, uh, why? Why can't we have something just like really off the wall, like Weekend at Bernie's anymore in our our mainstream cinema? What happened to that? God, and, and it, it it made enough money to warrant a sequel. But I, I, I mean, when you Good watch God. that movie now, it's it's a fun movie to watch. But I feel like knowing what kind of horse shit they do, to, they probably have like the Wayne's brothers play, you know, the Jonathan Silverman, Andrew McCarthy parts, and Marlon Wayans is trying to work in like some like lame mass like pot humor joke, man. Oh man, I've been checking the shit, man. I'm, I'm like seeing dead people walking around, man. You I know? don't. Well, I was gonna say or nobody Will has Ferrell running around naked and screaming. This guy's dead, man. He's walking and shit. Like, I mean, I don't, don't, I don't. They just could not do it. At least back then, you know what idea like that was given some dignity. Whereas today, I, like comedies now, it's just going to be, you know, Rebel Wilson, you know, falling off a stage because she's fat. I'm like, you just cheap hair. He's like, well, why don't you do fart humor while you're at it? Because it's just no one tries to be funny anymore. They rely on all this cheap. You shouldn't have mentioned. I was going to say you shouldn't have mentioned Will Ferrell because I could picture them doing him as being Bernie and being dead. I could almost see that now. Oh, God. Um, I well, nobody has got it in the chat room, so you're going to have to tell me what is it. Man, I'm ashamed of everybody in that chat uh-uh. room. Uh-oh. I know you're not ashamed of me because I forget every week, but go ahead. Well, yeah, you, you're just a fake and funny. You, you know what? You're exactly what you hate. You claim you like, oh, and have seen all these movies. You ain't seen jack shit, man. I'm a phony. I'm just a big, fat phony. Yeah, <laughs> I asked you to comb the devil. I found shit, man. Uh, we, weekend at Fisto's <laughs> was another answer thrown out. Yes. It's Keith David from I The Thing. It. Oh. Okay. Oh, hey, I did get oh. Rocky Three last week. <laughs> oh, what was that? Okay. Oh, how many yeah, times, ha- Joe? Rocky. How many times have you seen the thing? <laughs> if I gonna have to say it, Tyler knows what I'm yep. gonna say. Come on, I saw it once. once. He ha- I know. What? I haven't seen it, guys. Actually, I probably seen that last time when I was a kid. But I got Rocky Three last week. But of course, I'm gonna get that. But uh, all right, guys. <laughs> See you next week. <laughs>